0: Folks, we want to say thank you to those of you who have contributed to our fundraiser. Remember, WBGO Studios and WBGO On The Air is made possible by member support. You are our lifeblood. We need you during this fundraising season to come through for us. And you can do that securely and quickly online, wbgo.org support. Learn more and give your tax-deductible contribution right there. And hey, tell them Greg Bryant, the Watchman, sent you. Thank you so much for your support. Are you looking for a new podcast? Make sure to check out our offerings from WBGO Studios, Jazz United, The Checkout, Sports Jam, and The Great Wealth Divide. More information at wbgo.org studios and subscribe to these shows wherever you get your podcasts. Vocalist Jill Scott said soul is about longevity and reaching and touching people on a human level and that's never going to get lost. This is the watchman Greg Bryant and if anyone embodies the human sound in their music it's definitely in tenor saxophonist Houston Person. We're going to talk to Mr. Person today on this episode of Let Me Tell You About It from WBGO Studios. Welcome back to Let Me Tell You About It, our podcast at WBGO devoted to conversations with musicians about the human condition and the artistry that they impart to the world. Although we may never be able to fully give definition to the concept of soul, uh, when I hear the music of someone like Houston Person, I get the message right away. Since he hit the national recording and touring circuit in the early 1960s with organist Johnny Hammond Smith, saxophonist Houston Person has become a fan favorite immediately. He has a very direct sound on the tenor saxophone. Um, Houston Person is a self-made man, and the control that he has exerted over his career has served him well. I am waiting, for one, for the NEA to give him the nation's highest honor for improvisational musicians, the Jazz Masters Award. Not only is he a fan favorite, but he continues to inspire young musicians coming up in his way, coming up in his shadow after him. He's got a declaration of the blues in his sound that speaks to his South Carolina roots and his New York sophistication. Here's our chat with Houston Person. Hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back to uh, make some special recommendations about some classic and current Houston Person music. I think about those times and those records that you made, just lessons and and grooves. You know, whether you're swinging or whether you're playing the backbeat, you guys always were just committed to those rhythms. And I'm thinking about, you know, what was happening at the time with, you know, Motown and kind of early funk yeah. coming in, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to ask you this specifically. Number one, how did you decide what tunes that you wanted to bring in besides the regular jazz, you know, canon?
1: Oh, well, I always have been that way. Even when I couldn't play, I was still searching for those tunes and something that would link me with the audience.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I've always been uh, an audience guy. So I, I believe in bringing the audience along and enticing them to inspire me to take it further. And, uh, and and things that could relate, I, and I did that throughout.
0: I've done that throughout my career. Would it be simple as like turning on the radio and just, oh man, I like that song, or hey, my no. little cousin told me they like this, or how do you?
1: No, you you know, it just when you when you listen to what's going on around you, and I try to keep up with what's going on around me, what what everybody's doing, what other people are doing, and that's where I get a lot of it from. The, from the street, you know. I can see what, especially where my community is, Mm -hmm. and I've tried to keep that link. And sometimes originals do it, and sometimes, you know, songs that we're all familiar with. And maybe I can can add something on to, make it a little better, or play it more in a vein that they would like it. So yeah, so yeah, I do a lot of that. Like, I like researching and finding new stuff yeah. and old stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I, I I dedicate myself to playing a lot of the old R and B songs that 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 people don't know that are really great tunes that they're just lying there. though, you know, mm-hmm. especially young younger younger people don't never heard them. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: About a few players um, during that era that you worked with, they were either on your albums or you, you know, were a side man with them. A couple of names I want to throw out. Um, one of my very favorites, actually, Grant Green, the guitar player. Yeah. I know he played on uh, your uh, yeah. Eastbound album, Live at Mozambique. That's right. You? And uh, you played on an album that's just come out, maybe 10 years or so ago. He had a gig, I think, at Mozambique. He came in after I did. Mm-hmm. 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 How was it playing with, with, with Grant? Did you get to, to hang with him much or?
1: Oh yeah, Grant and
0: I, yeah, yeah. We did We did
1: quite a few us Person albums. to person,
0: yeah. your record and. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm
1: on some more stuff. Mm-hmm. On Prestige, yeah. Yes sir, yeah. yes sir. Yeah, well throughout the years, every uh, label I've been with mm-hmm. has let me do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I've really been blessed that way. Uh, Nobody's ever told me what to do. That's great, that's great. So I've been responsible for my own career Mm -hmm. since I started. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Bob Porter, Uh, you'd ask about him. He helped Mm -hmm. me a lot because he came to Prestige after Cal Lampley. So he produced some of my albums and we had a great relationship. And he kept me busy. Me and Melvin Sparks, uh, Leon Spencer. Wow, wow. uh, Yeah, Don Patterson, we had, all of us had a, uh, and Bob Bob had a vast knowledge of R&B music. So he and I, we just clicked.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I can truly say we were we were friends. So what was it about playing for the African-American audience? Did they respond differently? Did they ask for different tunes? Did you have to come a different way with your band? No,
1: you just better be
0: right. <laughs> That's all.
1: <laughs> That's... That, I used to call that my exam room. Okay. I check 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 okay. what I'm doing out uh, when I'm playing at the Key Club, or uh, Cadillac, and uh, yeah, you you bring it a different way because uh, you know, you know, yeah, those clubs, and there was a circuit of those clubs.
0: Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Key Club and Cadillac say, so. but there was another club, two other clubs. The one in East Orange, I uh, can't remember the name now, Rhoda Scott played there a lot. Okay. And then there was the front room during uh, that period. And the front room was primarily an organ and piano room. So uh, that's where I met Roland Kirk. Wow. The front room. Wow. Well, he's Jersey. Everybody was Jersey then. Jersey was the thing. It was just new it was a swinging town. When bands came off the road, they would come to Newark. It it was nice. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And they and they, and they had a lot of gospel music there. Okay. Yeah, okay. a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there weren't too many blues acts. It was just interesting. Straight, straight jazz. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow.
0: Interesting to think about. When when you started um, going out as a leader on your own, were you finding these uh, neighborhood places, you know, here along the Eastern Seaboard uh, yourself? Did you go with a an agency, like how did you like expand your reach originally when you got on the road under your own name? I did everything myself. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. I did everything. Wow. So how would you go around? I mean, I'm thinking, you know, there's no there's no internet, you know, you have to go, you know, know where the places are. Like how did you find it's anything? hard work. <laughs> sure.
1: I did all kind of stuff. I had a mailing list before people even thought about mailing lists. I would have, when well, you fill out your card, your address, and your birthday, I'd send you a birthday card. Any little thing to put you, give you an the same as any business. I mean, it's still being done today, same way. That's what you do.
0: hmm
1: absolutely. And uh, so I had, some agents would call me asking for clubs for their artists, because I used to get all, when I worked there with other groups, I just carried myself in a way that um, owners watch mm-hmm. and I knew all the waiters and waitresses and just treat people right and when a name comes, well we need a band, that your name would pop up, you know. And then you just keep building and building and the first thing you know you you're there. Then when you get there you realize that you're not there. There's another hill to climb
0: wow
1: wow you know wow but it's been fun i've enjoyed it and it's uh it's been it's been fair that's all you can ask
0: hey folks we know you're enjoying this episode but right here we want to break in to let you know that uh, efforts like this are made possible by member support. That's right. WBGO is a member supported station. We are not a subscription service. We exist for you because of your dollars. Your dollars and cents help to drive us year after year. You are our lifeblood. So right now, if you can, we want you to go to the website, wbgo.org slash support. Tell them the watchman Greg Bryant sent you, but go there and securely give your tax deductible contribution to ensure that WBGO studios podcasts that WBGO on the air remains in your ears. It's just that simple. No us without you folks. We thank you for your support. Again, WBGO.org slash support give securely online. Thank you so much. Back to the show. It would be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, Etta Jones uh, mm-hmm. and just the brilliant talent that she was. Um, as I was booking,
1: uh, sometimes people asked me would I, would I bring a vocalist? Because, you know, Etta and I played on some jam sessions together and I met her. And we got along fine, so... So... I carried her, took her on a few jobs with me just every now and then. And then one one day I worked a job and I didn't take her. And she called me and asked me, said, why, did, why didn't you take me? I said, well, it, they didn't ask for a vocalist, so I didn't, you know. She said, well, I want to go on all of them. I said, okay, well, you got it. Nice. So, from then on, from that day on, everything I did, I took her with me, hmm. regardless. Hmm. And then, uh, eventually, I just, through my mailing and all that, I just changed the name of the group to put both of our names uh, on that one. when I was sure, and then, because I would encourage her to try to encourage her to leave, and she said, no, nah, never. Hmm. So. She stayed there 30 years until she died. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all the vocalists used to tease her, you know. They said, if you give this job up, you <laughs> you crazy. To Ernestine Anderson you to tell her, you you just leave. I I'll be right in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. they said, you don't have to do anything. He picks you up, he takes you to the gate, he brings you home. Mm. And uh I I made it very comfortable for her. She didn't have to worry about anything, Hmm. Uh, and I tried to treat all the band members that way. Hmm. So I did it all. I did the driving. I did the PR work. I did everything. That's amazing, Mister Person. Well, but as I went on, it got easier and easier, and you know, because musicians used to tell me if they had to do it over again, they would have done it the way I did it because. A lot of them went through a whole almost a whole career and didn't know anybody in the business. You know. So you know, so you, you gotta know people and know you know when things change, uh there are new openings or uh, closings uh, it just should be a part of your business. <music>
0: in Paris, Ben Patterson, a brilliant young organist and pianist. Mm-hmm. Peter Bernstein, yeah. uh, just one of the best to ever play a guitar. Willie Jones, one of the swinginest, groovingest drummers. This was live in Paris. How did you guys figure out how to get the Newark vibe in Paris? This sounds like that some is. Key Club stuff, that, man. That's
1: right, that's right. That's what it is. Not so formal. Just transfer that to the concert stage. Wow. Wow. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. A party. That's what it sounds like. This is so good. And I didn't change anything. Everything is there. It's all there. Yes it is. And I was thinking the other day, boy the drums are so important. I was looking you know that's the basis of all this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's all there. It sure is. It sure is. And Go ahead. It, it, what it is too is everybody plays so well, these guys play so well. I wanted somebody here, you know, and mm-hmm. it's uh, spontaneity
0: and they left it all. They sure did. Yeah. And you did too. And you did, I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's really comforting too, I think, about in these times where, you know, the past 18 months we've been at home mostly. Musicians have not been on stages. We've been encouraged to stay inside, and we're just now starting to work out of that. But when I've reflected about how I've felt and watched how others have, you know, moved or not moved, sometimes you don't feel like playing, sometimes you don't feel like composing or don't feel like writing. But familiar tunes to me have taken on an even greater significance, yeah. a greater comfort. Yeah, right. During this time,
1: you're you, you right about that. Hey, that's a good observation. Because I thought the same way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, because uh, we have a song, uh, "The Way We Were," is yes, man. sir, and
0: that uh, evokes that kind of feeling. I believe Houston Person should be NEA Jazz Master, uh Houston Person. Uh, and I know you don't play music for awards, but I feel like it's overdue.
1: I just want to keep doing what I'm doing.
0: I, I, what
1: I like is evolving uh, naturally. I don't force anything, you know, and I will accept uh, challenges. from other people that I work with. But as far as, uh, I guess I'm not a push the envelope guy until I'm playing if if I'm so inspired to do so. And sometimes, you know, but um, I just want to play good music and um, make people happy. So after everybody messes them up, then they can come to me and I'll soothe them out. I like that.
0: I like that. I like that. This has been awesome. Thank hey. you so much, my brother. Thank, hey, thank you. you. Thank you. This is great. Breakfast is next time. <laughs> that, we'll got we'll get the breakfast on. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Houston person. ...on Let Me Tell You About It from WBGO Studios. Be sure to check out his latest recording... ...doing amazingly at jazz radio all over the country. It's called Live in Paris with Ben Patterson, Peter Bernstein, and Willie Jones... ...on the high note label, Houston Persons Special Quartet. Right now, though, we've got some more recommendations of some classic Houston Person material... So uh, why don't we drop the needle on the record right here? Welcome back to the Vinyl Word folks, where we are building record collections one LP at a time from the Houston Person Classic catalog. Starting with this one that we're listening to now from 1968 Houston Person's Blue Odyssey album. Blue Odyssey was recorded for Prestige Records and it includes a killer cast of Cedar Walton, Houston's army buddy, here on piano and one of their first recorded collaborations. Bob Crenshaw is the bassist here. Frank Jones, a lesser known name, but a super grooving and super swinging drummer. You can hear an early version of Cedar Walton's classic Holy Land on this album, but we're focusing right here on the title track also penned by Cedar Walton, Blue Odyssey. Man, it's a groove. Another gem from that same year, also on Prestige Records, is the Houston Person Quartet album Soul Dance. It's a keeper, straight in the pocket. Billy Gardner at the organ, the guitar of Boogaloo Joe Jones, also a Prestige Records recording artist, and drummer Frankie Jones is back. Check out this super soul hitness here. It's called Soul Dance. After Houston left Prestige Records in the middle 1970s with Bob Porter, he recorded two or three albums on the Eastbound label out of Detroit. One of these recordings was made on location at Club Mozambique. That was a room that hosted uh, live improvisational music from the likes of Dr. Lonnie Smith, who also recorded there for Blue Note, as well as Grant Green. It's almost like a party with tape rolling. It just has that jubilant feeling throughout this whole album. Houston Persons The Real Thing from 1973, live at Club Mozambique in Detroit. Here's a tune from it called Pain. Houston Person album for you before we wrap it up. Houston Person's Wildflower from 1977 on the Muse label. This one also produced by Bob Porter. This is a tune called Preachin' and Teachin'. Sonny Phillips wrote this one. He plays organ and Rhodes on this one. Jimmy Ponder on guitar. Idris Muhammad is back on drums. Bill Hardman plays trumpet on uh, certain cuts. Houston Person here on preaching and teaching from Wildflower. Check it out. So today on the Vinyl Word, a Houston person starter pack, if you will, of (laughs) vintage releases, Blue Odyssey from 1968, Soul Dance from the same year, The Real Thing on Eastbound Records from 1973, and Wildflower from Muse Records, 1977. Classic Stacks of Wax from Houston Person today on The Vinyl Word. Thank you, thank you for checking us out again here on Let Me Tell You About It. Be sure to subscribe to us if you haven't already and leave us a great review. It helps with visibility and the like on the different podcast apps and outlets, if you will. Um, If you want to reach out to me directly, you can do that via Instagram or on Twitter. My handle on both is GB underscore Watchmen. That's GB underscore Watchmen. Let Me Tell You About It is co-produced by yours truly, Greg Bryant, and WBGO's Billy Robinson. Our theme song and interstitial music is composed by No Stress. Find out more about No Stress at no-stress.me. This is Let Me Tell You About It. Make sure to check out our other shows at wbgo.org slash studios. And we'll see you again really soon next time. Take care. This has been a WBGO Studios production. To learn more about WBGO Studios' award-winning podcasts, special concerts, live streams, and more, visit wbgo.org studios.